Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. But it, yeah. I, I don't, I've never, I, you, no. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, that really oh, hey. kind of grosses me out. That was so organic. Thank you. Hi, I'm Molly, and I'd like to announce that all my campfires are kumbaya-free zones. Hi, I'm Katie, and the only time I go camping is when I'm on the lam. Katie, it's been a wild ride. It's been a fun season. This has been a great season, too. We've had a lot of fun. Yeah. We've had a lot of laughs. Uh, this <laughs> is what we're calling our campfire episode, where we're going to be telling uh, stories that listeners have submitted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we asked for horror stories, and we accepted ghost stories, tales of the paranormal, as well as just really bad Tinder dates. We love those. our other favorite genre of horror horror. <laughs> uh, so thank you to everyone who wrote in. And remember to follow us on Twitter at yeah, no Podcast and on Instagram at yeah, no, yeah, Podcast. But first, before we get into the stories, uh, I wanted to talk about this episode's sponsor. Ooh. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Charcuterie, Austin, Texas's newest and possibly greatest uh, purveyor of Meat and cheese yeah. platters. They were kind enough to to send us their uh, haunted house platter. It's um, a haunted house sculpted out of various meats and cheeses. There's a little pepperoni ghost peering out of the window and a spooky tree made out of cubes of cheese and cornichons. And I couldn't be more excited it to eat it. It was truly terrifying. <laughs> it was truly terrifying. That's uh, charcuterie for you on Instagram. You can follow them. Uh, invite them to your next estate sale, frat boy hazing ritual, vampire orgy, or Viking funeral. And as you know, you can't spell business without va va boom. Is that their? That's their slogan. Well, okay. <laughs> and if you have any other slogan suggestions, s- send, send it them to them their way. <laughs> Katie, I wanted to start out with this story that was sent to me seconds before I got on the bus to come here to record. Your grandmother reached out to me. As she does. You guys talk way more than... We talk a lot more. Do you talk to my grandmother more than I? All the time. Okay. So we've (laughs) traded grandmothers. Out of the blue, she says to me, ghost story, dot, dot, dot. When I was a teen... I babysat for a family that had a funeral parlor in the front part of their house. It was late at night, and I heard chains rattling and a moaning sound coming from the basement. Now, I was addicted to Boris Karloff-type movies and was petrified, yet irresistibly drawn to go to the basement door and open it. And then she said, Interested? And I said, yes, Nancy, yes, I'm interested. Please tell me more. I've never been more interested. And then she says, can you use this for your next yeah, no? And I was like, yes, yes, tell me what happened. And she said, okay. The chains were dragging along the floor, and the moaning continued. I forced myself to open the door. And I saw... And then she said, tell you what, when I get back from church... Oh like, my god. But Nancy, I'm leaving. And but she was like, Nance. a cliffhanger will be good. And then she said that you might know the end. I'm I getting the sense don't. that you don't. Okay. Well, so I'm sort of, I remember her telling me she would babysit for a family that had a funeral parlor. But this part is, I've never remember moaning in chains. Oh, okay. Was it a dog? I don't know. Look, 
Come back next season to find oh, out. That would be funny. If that would be dog. funny, but I don't know what it was. Okay. She's at church. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, all right. So that's, that's a taste of what's to come gosh, during this episode. So we a great start. Yeah, so we crowdsourced stories from you guys. And I we got a couple from Instagram. And then we got one email that I I truly cannot wait to read. May I kick this off? Get, go for it. Okay, so the title is The Ghost of Barflies. Hello to my number one angels. It begins. Yeah. I am here in bed with my halo top salted caramel tub and a goat. You know what that is. No. It's like very low calorie ice cream. And a ghostly terrible date on my freaking mind. So I thought I'd share it with y'all because this baby is steamy and also very scary. Ooh, 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 ooh. So... As most of my friends, and frankly, all of Austin knows, right. I take most of my dates to barflies. It's dark, unassuming, seedy, and I feel like I can both hide and very much come alive, depending on the night. <laughs> it's a place I feel like I can curry out, scurry out of after 20 minutes of idiotic banter or be carried out after five hours of sipping and scheming. Mm-hmm. And so, a couple of months ago, I text my Tinder date, Josh, barflies, 11 o'clock. Don't be late. He, like a sick little pup, agreed to my demands, and before I knew it, I was belly up to the bar with this odd hunk who looked to be straight out of a Ramones cover band, like every man in Austin. Yeah. We get to talking about the normal things. So where'd you grow up? What college did you attend? What kind of music do you like? But not five minutes into the conversation was Josh telling me the answers to his questions. He knew I was originally from Seattle. He knew I was embarrassed about my sociology degree. He knew I really cannot stand capers. <laughs> How did he know all of this? My mind was spinning, and I came to the conclusion that he must have Googled me before the date. Yeah, that's it. We all do that, right? That's not weird. Yeah. But then I realized that nowhere on the internet have I ever mentioned my disdain for capers. Dang, Josh, you really did your research, I joked. <laughs> He took a sip of beer and gave a sheepish grin. This isn't our first date, he finally blurted out. Oh, my God. My dang heart stopped. (laughs) Very Texas. My dang heart stopped. Yeah, my dang heart stopped. (laughs) What? I yelled, both shocked and embarrassed. Yeah, we went on a date here at Barflies like three years ago. Remember? Or, well, maybe you don't remember. I've lost 50 pounds since then. I began to sweat profusely. My face grew a dark shade of crimson. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I, I really don't remember you, I whispered. It's okay, he reassured. Really, it's okay. I wouldn't expect you to remember me. I'm really not that memorable. And suddenly he turned into a ghost and floated into the ceiling. And I never saw him again. Or maybe I'm the ghost. Maybe I floated into the ceiling out of embarrassment. Maybe we are all the ghosts of barflies. The end. Love, Annie. Wow. I love that. From one of the co-founders <laughs> of Charcuterie herself. Sweet, sweet, and former guest, Tugboat Annie. That was beautiful. It was that was beautifully written. Beautifully written. It tugged at all the corners of my soul. The next story comes from John Hart on Instagram as Then Hart Me, former Tinder match of both of ours. I believe so. Currently happy, married, and with a baby. Beautiful new baby. Be- she's gorgeous. John, thanks for writing in. And this is his ghost story. 
My hometown, I actually haven't read this yet, so I'm sorry if it's all sorts of weird. <laughs> My hometown is known for goats and pecan orchards, and mm. one of the orchards is huge. There are all these little huts along the river where migrant workers used to live. The story goes that the daughter of the head ranch hand secretly ran off and married a worker. They burned his hut, thinking only he was inside, but killed them both and threw her body in the river to try to put the fire out. She died in her wedding dress. Now, her ghost roams the orchid. Orchid? Orchard? So it's said that a white light in the distance will appear and she seeks to kill men. If you see her light between the trees at night, you're supposed to go home and lock the door because she can't enter uninvited. As a teenager, I started at the head farmhouse for a boy's Christian retreat. I know. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, John. (laughs) Oh, John. While goofing around outside, several of us saw a light between the trees. We figured, just headlights. That night, all of us slept in the living room on the floor. Several of us woke up to a weird banging and saw my friend Zach staring motionless at the glass door. We asked him what he was doing, and he said, she wants to come in. We went over and didn't see anything, so we made him lay down. Early that morning, he woke us all up screaming and peeing himself. Said he'd had a nightmare about a woman in white at the door. We all laughed about it, but several of us had the exact same dream, only we didn't see her. We saw him leave the house, and we couldn't get him back. (gasps) That's good. That is good. I'm glad I didn't read it now. I'm shaking, holding this. Wow. John. John. Very good. Very good, John. (laughs) Those are the stories I got. Proud to have matched with you on Tinder. Very proud. And thank you for not marrying either of us. (laughs) We weren't worthy. (laughs) We weren't. Um, So should we move now to a a bit of Tinder horror? I would love that. Okay, so this comes from, can we, should we say her name? This comes from an anonymous Austin woman. She has several. She's got some doozies in here. So first she wanted to tell us about uh, a gentleman named Luke. You remember Luke. I have, yeah, I remember Luke. What do you want to say about Luke? So Luke was someone I, I didn't mean on Tinder, but met in person. I was there when you met him. You were there when we met. Uh, You were being so friendly. I was so frustrated. With my friendliness. (laughs) It is a problem. Um, And then he met up with me another night at a bar. May I describe him? I feel it's important to the story. And it should come from you. Luke is one of these fellas. Objectively handsome. Yeah. But here's the thing. Subjectively, not, not. Not, yeah. Um, he <laughs> always is wearing wife beaters and uh, always has dog tags, right? Every time you he see him. He did have a dog tag. That's his uniform, yes. pretty much. And like jeans and like a face. And he's very melodramatic. I don't know. He just has this kind of air about him. Like he's trying to like convince you. That he's a person. That he's a person. Yeah. And it, I thought he was going to cry the first night we met, remember? Yes. He's, like, stroking the dog tags. And I'm sure there is a sad story related to whoever gave them to him. Right. But he did seem like he was trying to force right. tears. Yeah, he was, look at me, I'm the sad, sad star of this Yeah, of this, of this show. show that none of us were a part of. Right. And so then... So, the ne- so the, a few nights later, he met me at a bar, and all my girlfriends, Tugboat Annie included, were like... Me included. You included. And Meg. Well, actually, Meg encouraged. But everyone was pretty much like, do not go home with him. Like, he's gross. And I was like, is he? And I was, you know, 30 gyms in. Right. Um, And then I was like, you know what? I'm horny. I'm going to try this out. 
But then we go outside. I'm like, I don't actually want to do this. The and car? The car? Talk it's coming. Car. Okay. And I decide I don't actually want to do this. And he looks at me and I say, I'm not going to go home with you. Actually, I'm going to like, I'm just going to head out. And he was like, but I cleaned off my front seat for you. And uh, then I said, well, now right. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I loved that about him. So, he is wonderful. So Austin is a small town. That's why oh, we left. it's small. It's such a small town. And there are like, what, maybe ten bars that people actually go to. And maybe to. six guys worth having sex with. Yeah. And, yeah. So um, our friend, our anonymous friend. Yeah. Also met up with this gentleman, and she sent him this story about him. She said that he, uh, that Luke said he was a professional poker player and comedian. He actually lost money from playing online poker all day, every day being fired for drinking at his real job. When he said he was a comedian, he actually meant he did open mic night at a bar every once in a while. Yeah. Last night I saw him, I invited him to a party Katie was throwing, knowing they knew each other. He was being a little bitch, that's her her, her words, all night, and showed up with a single pineapple yeah, cider. Yeah, he brought one cider, I remember that. <laughs> we left the party early, and he kept saying all this gross stuff about everyone there being a nerd, or weird, or just and just being really mean. To be fair, like, I don't know, I, they probably all were weird nerds, in the best way possible. In the best way possible. I whispered, I kind of hate you. <laughs> and he heard, it's like, it's funny because it's almost passive aggressive, but she is saying, I hate you. She hates him. So, and she did hate him. Yeah. So she whispers, I kind of hate you. <laughs> and he heard me and went, okay, well, I'll just leave if you hate me. And started grabbing his stuff all huffy and mad. I just said, all right. As he's walking out, he turns around to say... I am a beacon of love and light. <laughs> then he texted me on New Year's at 9 p.m. saying, Hey, sorry about the other night, but we rented a house for the night, and it'd be good to see you if you want to swing through later. My response, honey, no. Honey, no. Also, his house was decorated with liquor bottles and covered in dog shit. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm really glad I dodged that bullet. <sighs> so then the next one is Stuart. Went on a very awkward date where he was super racist, trying to pronounce things like Irish people or Asian people would. What? What? Irish what things? Said that, <laughs> said that we should make a huge dome that covers Austin and only allow certain people in. Not, Mex mm. not Mexican <laughs> grandmas because they can't do hard labor. And this is someone... Uh, My mouth. This this woman who is sent in the she has a Mexican grandma. She sure Not does. Not the audience. Read the room. <laughs> and ended the date by saying that we couldn't go on a second one because his career depended on my ex-boyfriend too much. Wow. Oh, ew. <laughs> but if we both got drunk and hooked up, he would be okay with it. I bet you would, oh, Steve. Oh, boy. And what's so frustrating about this, what really breaks my heart, is this writer in, is one of the most beautiful women I've ever I've seen. I've ever Literally. seen in my life. And mm -hmm. I'm like, if this is how people speak to her, what hope does okay, a little you know, toad such as myself have? You know the theory. Beyonce's been cheated on. None of us are safe. Right. Okay. <laughs> good. Good point. <laughs> this next one is about Andrew, question mark? Pick me up in a huge red Milwaukee branded truck. Milwaukee I'm sorry. brand truck? 
Anyway. I'm not from the South. Took me to eat ramen 20 minutes away, had maybe two bites, and couldn't eat anymore because he, quote, ate like a bird. Gross. Ew! (laughs) Talked about how he hadn't made any friends in Austin since moving there two years ago. Oh, because you don't eat. (laughs) Everyone in Austin, all we do is eat tacos. No one wants to talk to you if you don't eat eat your share. Gross. Told me a long, detailed story about how his dad has a history of shitting his pants. But the worst case was when they went on a roller coaster and his dad pooped his pants at the end and didn't notice and walked down the scene with a huge poo print on his butt for most of the day. Ugh, love and light. Love and light to all of you. Oh, to end Luke's horror, I'm going to end it. For him and for me, mm-hmm. he came, so one of my last nights in Austin, I went to Hotel Vegas, and he came up to me, wasted, and said, didn't I fuck you once? Oh, right. And I said, no, and then I pointed to him, and they kicked him out of the bar. So, <laughs> good night, Luke. <laughs> it just takes a point. I literally was just like, I don't like this And guy. the people, the bouncers were like, we know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, well, that, those were spine chilling. I have one more from uh, that was sent to us from via Twitter, um, but and then it sort of leads in to my story that I want to talk Perfect. about. Perfect, it's very short. This is Carla from Go Postal Podcast. Her her podcast that she has with her co-host Michael. They read postcards that their friends send from all over the world, Cute. and then they'll post on Twitter like previews of like what city they're going to be covering next. And they also, they did one of my, they love drunk stories. So I've I You told me the one yeah. you said. I love that. Yeah. So she says, when I was eight or nine years old, there was this one summer, my older sister and I got really into Ouija boards and ghost stories. Been there. We were convinced <laughs> that our basement was haunted, like all kids. Did you have a haunted basement? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> We had a babysitter who told us that uh, she and her friends had made a pyramid out of soda cans, which were probably actually beer cans. Very astute. (laughs) And they all fell over after they started playing with a Ouija board. That same summer, I was playing with a Ouija board by myself when no one was home. I swear I heard the shower going Hmm. and asked if anyone was home. The shower was off, but the tub was wet, as if someone had been in there. Peeing? <laughs> I think, like, the tub was wet as though someone had, like, taken a shower. Oh. But who? Oh. Got it. Now do you get no, it? No, who? <laughs> She's alone. She's not showering. Yeah, no, it's She's scary. Here. Yeah. So that made me think of this story that I remembered from way back when in 2008. When this man who lives by himself in an apartment. Is this a true story? Yes. Oh, God. This okay. is a real thing. I'm scared. Um, he starts noticing little bits of food disappearing. He's like, "What? Well, I left a peanut butter sandwich here, and now there's a bite taken out of it. I don't know what it was. They don't eat peanut butter in Japan, probably. Of course not. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> he's just noticing, like, little things okay. going right. And it's enough to make him suspicious, and he gets motion-detecting <gasps> sensors. Yes. Uh, sets him up in his house. Uh, one day he's at work, and they're set off. And so he calls the police, and the police go to his house, and they go in there, and they don't see anyone. There's no burglar. Um, But then they point out that there's no disturb, like, the house was locked, and there's no sign of a break-in. Okay. 
So how could there be someone setting off the motion detector in the house? So they search very thoroughly and they find in a small cupboard that the man didn't use all that often, a 58-year-old woman who was quite tiny and a had woman. been <laughs> living there for a year. And she I thought you were going to say a rat! No, like a was, cute rat! <laughs> it was a full-blown woman. <gasps> and she had she was homeless, and she had just, he had left his door open one day, and she had taken the opportunity and hadn't left his apartment for a year. And it just been Holly. snicking and snacking whenever she could. Do you think someone could live in your apartment that you wouldn't notice? So I've heard since that, that story, like... I'm checking all my goddamn cupboards no, when I get home. If you take away one thing from this podcast, check all your cupboards. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Yeah. So she goes... Um, so after that, I went and I like read all these others. This is something that happened. Like there's a really no. there's a really good episode of Criminal. I wish I could remember the name of it, but it's about kind of a similar story where this girl, um, I'll just summarize. Uh, she leaves. She keeps thinking that she hears things, but the landlord's like, "No, there's nobody else there. Don't worry about it." And she's like, "I hear sounds in the attic," um, but when she goes up there, there's nobody there. And then one day she leaves, and she leaves her dog at home, and then there's a flood. And she comes home and, like, the air, she had, like, locked her dog in the bathroom because, um, to keep it, I don't know, out of her stuff. And her bathroom floods, and but then someone has let the dog out. Oh. And no one's been home. So then eventually, like, she does find, she, like, set up a camera and saw that there was a man living in her attic. Anyway. He saved her dog. He, uh, he saved her dog. He wasn't a malevolent, <laughs> but so, like, all of these stories, um, the stories that I've read, it's never, like, a malevolent thing. There's just, just like, like, we live here now. They're just like, I won't bother you. And don't bother me. And don't bother me. And just let me be in your cupboard. she slept in the cupboard? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think she was in the cupboard whenever he was home, so. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. So that was my scary story. I'm terrified. Yeah. That's kind of similar to mine. So this is a story I was told at... I hope I haven't told you this before, but it's something I was told during when I was being forced to camp. Okay. When I was with Andrew. Okay. <laughs> There's this woman. Okay. Home alone. Uh-oh. You know how this goes. Home <laughs> alone. She, her parents were gone for, so she was like a teen, let's not say a woman. Um, and she had her dog and she had a big house and it was always rickety. So if she heard noises, it wasn't anything too crazy. Right. And she's sitting on her couch and she's watching TV. And she thinks she sees something sort of out of her peripherals. And she kind of like, you know, looks. Well, the dog isn't moving. So she's like, oh, we're probably. Cool. There's a dog there. There's too. a dog. Yeah, her dog. One okay. of her, be- her best friend. Her best dog. Yeah. And she's kind of using him as a barometer. Like, if he isn't freaking out, like, we're probably fine because mm-hmm. the house is a weird house. This kind of keeps happening throughout the night. Here's a noise. She looks. The dog doesn't care. So she doesn't care. So she's getting ready for bed. She's like, you know what? I really need Sally, the dog, to come sleep with me tonight because Mm -hmm. it's just getting weird here. So she goes upstairs. The dog takes her rightful place, like, right at the foot of her bed. Jenny, the girl, is falling asleep, and she has her hand out. Her dog licks her. She feels comforted. Mm -hmm. She pets her dog. The dog licks her to let her know it's there. She's comforted. She passes out. 
the cold light of day shines in. She stretches. She gets out of bed, goes to her bathroom. And in blood on the mirror, it says, humans can lick, too. <laughs> and her dog is dead in the tub. What the fuck? <laughs> it was dog blood. Oh, my God. I was trying so hard not to curse this episode. <laughs> That's good. There's only you one. Made me. Sorry, Nancy. She doesn't like it when you curse. I know. She doesn't like when I laugh either. Yeah. That's my grandmother. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I'm not sure what to do for her because it's nothing but cursing and laughing. Um, you have told that story. Very before. scary. It is very scary. Have I told it on the podcast? Yes. <laughs> it's clearly a story that like. I can't get over it. I knew what story you were telling as soon as you started, but I was like, I love this story. It's so good. It's very good. I have another one. Okay. Do you want to hear it? Is it about pumpkin pie? No. Okay. That was a real story. That's a real story. So. Listen to our episode, Pumpkin Pie Ghosts and Other Tales of Terror from season one. If you want to hear a pumpkin pie ghost story, and probably that story I just told. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I don't think I don't think that the dog was, you told it a little bit different. I added I? the dog. Okay, cool. I made up this story. It's me. Oh my God. It's about me. Dog. I'm okay. the dog. Now I get it. I'm the murderer. <laughs> yeah. So, there's a woman. Alone at home. <laughs> <laughs> there's a woman, and she goes on, a, she's set up on this date, and it go, she's like, I don't want to fall in love, but you know what? <laughs> okay. I'm terrible at telling stories. We all know the time. I feel like there needs to be background to her. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to fall in love. But, like, it's time I got set up. And her friends are like, shut up. This is this guy, Justin. <laughs> Justin. Kara. Kara. Justin. Can I tell you, Justin is one of those names on Tinder. You hate. I will not swipe on it. Justin. I picked it on purpose. See, okay. we would have said, you know, you know I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah. <laughs> so Kara doesn't feel that way. So she goes on this date with okay. Justin. And he's a doctor. And he's super nice. And he's handsome. And she's like, I like this guy. So the, it things heat up after a couple other dates. And they... They have sex. Oh, okay. ever hear of it? Well, and both ring a bell. And she, she's she sees her girlfriends the following week, and she's like, "I'm having the best time with this guy. I'm paranoid though because like I'm very itchy, south of the border. Okay, and I have a rash, and I'm embarrassed to see him again." Because, you know, I don't I don't think I have an STD. I, I hope, he's a doctor. Like, I don't think he has one either. I don't know what to do. So the girl's like, just go to the doctor and get it figured out. Like, just go ask. So she goes to get a checkup. They're like, use this ointment. She goes back a few days later. Didn't work. Use this ointment. She goes back a few days later. Didn't work. Ointment so, after ointment, ointment after, after ointment. ointment. <laughs> the horror of this is how much ointment she had to <laughs> I use. I hate the word ointment. I know. <laughs> we all do. So, like, you know, we're going to take a skin sample because we just ha- something is weird this is it's weird so she's at so a week you know a week later she's at seeing this guy again she's at his apartment it's like a monday afternoon whatever i don't has know has she why. shared with him her stuff not yet so i think okay. this day was the day she planned on it right and she was like we haven't had sex in a while and you know i have to end her phone rings and she's like you know what sorry justin give me one second she goes out into the hall picks up the call it's her doctor's office and they're like you know Ma'am, it's so weird. We took this, you know, skin cell sample, you know, to see what's going on. And it's, it's a fungus that, like, you would only get from being around cadavers. Oh, my God. And, or, you know, someone touching you that is near cadavers. She's like, well, this guy is a doctor. Yeah. Um. So, you know, and so she goes in and says, oh, like, you're a, you know, I was going to tell you about this rash because... 
I, I thought it was an STD, and it turns out, do you handle cadavers a lot in your line of work? He's like, I'm a dentist, Kara. So she's like, ha, huh, right. He leaves the, go to the bathroom, she opens his freezer. Bunch of dead women heads. Okay. All right. He's a cannibal. <laughs> cannibal dentist. Ooh, that was amazing. <laughs> It's terrible the way I tell it, but no, it, it so has good. some fear to it, right? I was really terrified. Oh, good. I thought, here's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> I thought it was going to be, there's so many urban legends where it's like, and then there was some weird bump somewhere, and that there are a bunch of Japanese and Korean Ooh. stories like this, and then like you poke it a little bit, and then all these spider babies come Ooh, out. Ooh, ew, no. And also, my second guess was zombie doctor. That would have been good. Yeah. We could always switch that up. If Guys, if you guys. like that story and you want to tell it, differently say zombie doctor yeah yeah i'm a dentist Kara, i'm a dentist it's weird that he wouldn't come up with a better cover story for why he would have like i'm a dentist and like runs to the bathroom i kind of rushed the ending because i forgot it here was my third guess (laughs) oh yeah i thought he was gonna be a necrophiliac and he was like going into the morgue fucking them then fucking her Molly, that's disgusting. That is disgusting. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> that's the only too, horror I can handle. I'm too scared to move now. So. <laughs> oh, a, a quick announcement. Our friend and friend of the show, oh, Jenny yeah. Parrott. Before we wrap it up. Yeah, Jenny Parrott is going on tour, the Blondie Bear tour. And she will be in all sorts of cities. But she will be in Brooklyn, July... No, not July. August, August. 17th, 18th, okay. 19th, I believe. At least the 18th and 19th. I don't remember if the 17th is right. Go to her website. Check her out on Instagram. Jenny Parrott. P-A-R-R-O-T-T. Yeah, if you want to really feel something. Uh, check her out on Spotify. Check her out on Spotify. Love her. Love her. And after you listen to this, you'll need something to like cleanse your palate, and that'll send you on your way. You'll never feel better. You'll never feel better. Until next season, guys. Have a good one. Have a good one. And don't don't go out with dentists or doctors or anyone named Justin.